to Small Business Lifeline, Crane's podcast, which provides strategies and tips to help you rebuild your business. My name is Christine Honeydare Bryan, and I am an editor with Crane Communications. In the past week, I have been talking to many small businesses who, in addition to navigating reopening after the COVID crisis, are also cleaning up after being looted. So today we're going to talk to one New York City small business that was looted last week about what the business lost and how they're trying to get reimbursed and work with insurance. And we're, we're then going to travel to Cincinnati to talk to an insurance company executive and get some tips on how to work with your own insurance company if you've been looted. Zach Mack is an owner of two restaurants in New York City, and it's been a week since his beer store and bar ABC Beer Company in the East Village was looted. Zach, it's great to have you on the show today. Thank you, Christine. Good to talk to you, too. So take me through what happened and what was stolen from your restaurant, ABC Beer Company. So last Sunday night, when there was a lot of a lot of activity through the East Village, we got a phone call in the morning from our regular beer bread delivery guy that told us that our front door had been smashed in. And when my business partner and I showed up, we found out they had come through and they'd emptied out our cash registers. They'd stolen a bunch of our iPads and they had gone through the basement and ransacked our office and would look like they were looking for money. And they'd taken a bunch of other electronics we had stored down there. They had taken a couple pieces of grocery some milk and orange juice. They also took one beer, which I found kind of funny. But we fe- we figured this all out pretty much after watching the the video that we had, thanks to our cameras that we had set up. Otherwise, you know, they they didn't come through and smash and, and destroy like they could have, and that had happened in other parts in the city. So we feel relatively lucky on that side. So how much money are you talking about was stolen and how much did this cost your business? The register upstairs that they grabbed, plus we had a, a bunch of cash and a petty cash downstairs, plus a, a jar full of money that we were about to donate to charity. We actually got a really good picture of the, the jar that's a charity jar on it smashed on the floor. But we, we all of a sudden done lost about $450 in cash, plus the, you know, the, the value of the electronics, the iPad, things like that, and the, the damage done to the, the door for the labor to, to fix that. Plus actually the payment we had to make to fix our big front gate, our security gate in the very front, but all said and done it was about, a, it was over $2,000. So what did the police tell you when you they arrived the morning after? Could they just take care of this right away and you could file a claim with insurance? Uh, no, the it was actually, you could see the cops were stretched pretty thin on Monday morning. A lot had gone on the night before and they had told us they had come from visiting at least a dozen other places and they had at least two dozen more to go to. And the officers were telling us that we needed to close, get everyone out of the space and close down immediately because they're gonna have to send detectives through to dust for prints. And they said that it could be anywhere from three to five days. And there was no way of knowing if if they would actually show up in the window or if they would just give us a call. And at that point we decided, you know, insult to injury would be closing down for three to five days. Uh, So we just decided to to stay open. It was the first time I'd ever heard of something like this happening, but that's, it's, you know, this is the first time we've ever been broken into like this. What happened a few days later? Were the police more resp- responsive? Were they able to help you? It wasn't until Thursday where I got a call back from a detective and he was telling me that he had already seen the footage of the break-in online because I'd been approached by a local journalist to, to see if I had any photos and I actually sent him our security video, which he put up online. And the detective had already looked at it and told us that he had some ideas that these guys might have been working around the neighborhood the whole night. 
So uh, he basically told me I had to get everything onto a thumb drive for him and, and bring it over to him. So I'm trying to figure out now how to do that, how to coordinate it exactly. I think this is more just for their ongoing investigation. So it sounds like you will be able to get a police report, do you think? I'm assuming we'll be able to get a full report out of this. I hope so, because this is a HD video camera with, with audio and everything. And we've got about as much evidence on there as we would need to show what happened. He did get back to me this morning and say that he'd spoken to other people in the neighborhood. And I think they're trying to piece together a thread uh, as to what happened that night. So I'm hoping that that's where they'll they'll get some more insight as to what happened and that that'll help them close the report. But as it stands right now, ours, you know, ours is still ongoing. Tell me what happened with your insurance company and deductibles. It sounds like when we spoke earlier in the week, the deductible was going to be really high, but then that changed when you were able to assess the damage better. Yeah, we were kind of assuming that based on our previous experience with insurance companies after Hurricane Sandy, that this was going to be a lost cause. And we spoke with our accountant and we spoke with our insurance broker who encouraged us to go for filing a claim uh, because we had passed the thousand dollar deductible. And our initial worries were that it would be it would be too costly in the end after our premiums were, were jacked up. But we figure after all of this, once once we figure out how it's actually going to play out, if this does happen, we can either take our insurance business elsewhere or, you know, we can try to fight it. So that's my business partner and I just after, you know, a couple, three months of pretty hard revenue, thanks to the, the COVID-19 lockdown, we, we've basically kind of been forced to pursue every avenue where we could get a little bit of a payout. So this is what we're going for. If you don't get insurance, what else are you going to do? What are some of the alternatives that you're hearing about? Uh, people have been very, very supportive. Our, our community of regulars and neighbors has come forward and offered us so much. People have begged us to set up a GoFundMe, which I don't think at this point, you know, we've we've already felt so supported by them through through the whole lockdown that I don't think it would feel appropriate to do it now. But the other options would just be to, outside of taking charity from these from these kind people, would just be to tweak our our budget for the next few months and put money into saving to to pay for for the bills we're not expecting this insurance money to come through quickly either so that's never the case so we kind of have this built in like that as it is like i said we weren't completely damaged nothing nothing like our compressors or refrigerators or anything we need to do business was was destroyed outside of our front door so the fact that we could go right back into business after losing only one day is kind of what we took away is like the the lucky side of this thank you so much zach it's been great having you on our show thank you so much christine Jim Hedrick is Director of Risk Management and Client Experience for a regional insurance brokerage and risk management consulting firm called Oswald Companies. He is based in Cincinnati, Ohio. Jim, it's great to have you on our show. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to our conversation. So tell me, um, if you're a small business and you've just been looted, what is the first thing that you should really focus on doing? You know, the, the first thing I, I would recommend is to make sure you take care of your personal safety. Do not put yourself in a situation if uh, there are any looters or protesters still close by. But secondly, I would start looking at securing the, uh, the premises to limit any further damage. We also immediately want to start documenting the, the scene. You know, taking pictures, trying to understand what was damaged, what was stolen as well as get your police report started by uh, contacting the authorities. 
So we spoke with a small business earlier in the show that was not able to get a police report before they had to reopen. So how important is it to have that police report if you are a small business? It's very important in my opinion, but with that said, every insurance carrier takes a slightly different perspective or position on that. You know, if there is a crime committed, they typically want to see a police report. Like I said, that's not all carriers, but the more information you have, the better. In a perfect world, you're able to protect your property, start taking care of your damages, identifying what has been lost and get that police report in there and have the time. But I also understand that it's been a pretty tough business climate. And I do not want to give you the impression that if you don't have a police report, it's not going to be paid your claim. So that's where having a really good insurance broker is going to come into play as well. Someone can interpret the coverage and know that carrier. So, you know, you can notify your insurance carrier, but also reach out to your uh, insurance agent or broker to, to get their guidance on the, the right course of action to take. What about at what stage should I contact my insurance broker? Should I have detailed records of the damage? Should I reach out to them immediately? What works best? Well, I would want to to reach out to them as soon as possible. As soon as you're safe and your property is taken care of, you know, you want to reach out to them, but make sure that if you reach out directly to them, that that it's very clear about who is going to submit the claim to the insurance carrier. You know, some insurance and brokers expect their customers to contact the carrier. Other brokers and uh, agents will have you contact them and they will contact the carrier. So make sure if you reach out to your broker first that you make sure a claim is being submitted on your behalf. Wonderful. What else should I know going forward? What kind of information is most specific and how detailed should my records be when I'm getting in touch with an insurance carrier about a claim? The, the more detailed, the better. And also the, the larger the loss. The, the more detail that will be required and appreciated by your, your carrier. So in the absence of true detail and documentation, they're probably going to lean towards the more conservative side when it comes to paying your claim. So the better you can document absolutely what happened, um, the better off you're gonna be. For example, if you look at a, a, a retail store, you know they're gonna want to know how many items were delivered to your property from the, the stocking standpoint. They want to know how many were possibly taken and then all how many you're left with, okay? So it's that number that's taken in the middle there is the key, key piece. So, you know, if you don't have a good process in place to understand your inventory down to the minute, it's gonna be a little bit more difficult to uh, substantiate the claim. Jim Hedrick with Oswald Companies. It's been great having you on our show. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Small Business Lifeline. This has been Christine Honeydare Bryan with Crane Communications. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast networks. And if you have story tips, please email me at C-D-A-R-E-B-R-Y-A-N at C-R-A-I-N-S-N-E-W-Y-O-R-K dot com. We'll be coming to you each week with more tips on how small businesses can survive the pandemic and thrive. Have a great week.